coming to you from the Deep South. This is the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast. High impact leadership is not reserved for leaders, and it has nothing to do with your position, title, or rank. However, it does have everything to do with your character. It's time to climb to the next level and beyond, personally and professionally. Now, let's start making it happen with your host, Max Story. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to take a few moments and give you a preview of what you're about to hear and also direct you to some other series that I already have uh, completed on my podcast. So you're about to listen to Blue Collar Kaizen leading lean and lean teams. You're listening to a 30-part series on that. Today's episode is just one of 30. Uh, It's specific to lean leaders, lean managers, anyone who's leading teams of people through process improvement and continuous improvement projects, Six Sigma, those kind of things. It's not about the tools and the methods and all that. It's about how to lead teams of people. So any leader, anybody at any level can get value from this. But I just want you to know that's what this series is about. It's about that specific book. So hope you enjoy it. But but I have some other series that may interest you if this series does not. Got a lot of episodes already out there. But I have a book called Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines. It's all about how to become a high-impact individual, how to become an a sought-after employee of choice, uh, an employee that people want to hire and want to promote. That series, there's a 30-part series, starts at episode 65. I have another series on my book, Blue Collar Leadership and Supervision, Unleash Your Team's Potential. That book is for, for leaders, formal authority leaders who want to learn how to effectively lead people. That series, 30-part series, starts at episode 111. I have another series. It's an 11-part series on my book, 10 Foundational Elements of Intentional Transformation, How to Become Your Best Self. That series starts at episode 158. I have another series on my Blue Collar Leadership and Culture, The Five Components for Building High-Performance Teams. That book is really for the top leader, and it's how, how you... How do you become the sought-after employer of choice? It's a 30-part series. It begins at episode 179. My wife, Rhea, and I, this year in 2021, the theme for for my podcast this year was all about change. That's why I'm doing this series on Blue Collar Kaizen, Leading Lean and Lean Teams, because it's all about leading teams through change. But we have a a 15-part series we, we recorded together on our book, Change Happens, Leading Yourself and Others Through Change. That series starts at episode 211. And then this Blue Collar Kaizen Leading Lean and Lean Team series, the one you're about to listen to, a one of the uh, episodes of, it started at episode 230 and will be a 30-part series. So it's going to take a little while to finish it. hope you find value in some of these series. Let's get to today's podcast. All right, thanks for stopping by the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast today. Today we're on part 19 of 30, which means we're on chapter 19 in Blue Collar Kaizen, Leading Lean and Lean Teams. This chapter is one I really, really like to talk about, and and literally it's what the entire book is about. The title of chapter 19 is Prime the Pump. 
So chapters one through 18, I'm preparing you to actually do this. And now I'm kind of teaching you about how I did it and, and how you could potentially do it. But the chapter title is Prime the Pump. And the subtitle is Prepare the Team for the Dream. So the opening quote today is from uh, Ken Hemphill. And Ken says, vision does not ignite growth. Passion does. Passion fuels vision. And vision is the focus of the power of passion. Leaders who are passionate about their call create vision. Think about that last line. He said, leaders who are passionate about their call create vision. And I'm very passionate about what I do. It's why I do these podcasts for free. It's why I post all the time every day on social media for free. It's why I travel around the country speaking pretty much for free because I do that special offer deal where people purchase 200 books. I pay all my expenses speaking in any of the 50 states. I tell leaders, if you'll invest in your team, so will I. What that means, leaders buy the books. I pay all my expenses to go speak to their team. Currently, that special offer is up to two hours. So if you want to check that out, Check out bluecollarleadership.com. At the top, there's a menu button uh, for the special offer, and you can learn all about that. But I'm talking to you about that because the reason I do all that is because I'm passionate about what I'm doing. It's, I'm called to do this. It's not a career. It's a calling. And so what I'm trying to do constantly is create the vision for my dream, which is to create a world of high-impact leaders because I grew up in the blue-collar manufacturing world and today I've, I've spoken and taught and trained in so many different blue collar industries that I know it's not unique to the blue collar world it's, it's not unique to manufacturing it's also in the white collar space because the, the problem that I'm always talking about management versus leadership the reason it's the same everywhere everywhere has the same problem every country every organization they all got the same problems because they're all full of people. People are the same wherever you go. They're people. So they're going to have the same issues that people have everywhere else. Doesn't matter blue collar or white collar. Just happens to be my passion is for creating content and motivating and inspiring blue collar, the blue collar workforce, those who lead them, those who support them to climb to the next level. So when we're talking about priming the pump, what I'm talking about relative to leading lean and lean teams, it's really about when, when I discovered leadership content. I'm going to tell you that story in, in a second. But let me give you one quote from Simon Sinek as we get going today. I had this one on my notes. I want to, I want to share it with you up front before I tell you the rest. But Simon Sinek, he made a great point. And Simon uh, wrote the book, Start With Why, and Leaders Eat Last. And I think he's got some other books. But uh, leader, <clears throat> excuse me, Leaders Eat Last is a, is a phenomenal book. Uh, but Simon says, we work to advance the vision of a leader who inspires us, and we work to undermine a dictator who means to control us. You, you know that's the truth, unless you're a value-driven people, and there are some out there. But most people are not, especially when they're working in an organization with, with poor low-impact leadership where there is a dictator there's a lot of dictators usually if there's a dictator at the top he or she hires a lot of dictators all the way down the org chart that's the way the organization is operated 
just spoke to a client recently that hired us. We'll be going to speak at their company soon. And one of the things that the person who spoke to me on the phone said was, you know, we've talked to a lot of people who are, have, have left the company. We talked to them, you know, like an exit interview type situation. And one of the things we learned is one of the primary reason people are leaving is because they feel bullied by their boss. That's what management of people is. That's a common sense term for what management of people is. It's bullying people in the workplace. That's what managers do. Leaders do not bully people in the workplace. But think about the second half of Simon's quote. We work to undermine a dictator who means to control us. And one way people do that is they quit but stay. So take that same principle and apply it to a lean team. You're leading a team of people. Sometimes you don't know those people. Sometimes you work with them every day and you do know them. But you're taking a team of people for a week. Let's say it's a week, a five-day event. And you're going to lead them through the process, hopefully. But if you manage, if you try to manage them through the process, which is what a lot of people do, they're going to work to undermine you. That's why you won't have buy-in. Why a lot of people who try to lead lean, especially internal people, when, when companies start trying to get their supervisors and managers, superintendents, those kind of folks to, to actually lead events internally, those people most often are managing people. So they come into a lean event and they try to manage people. And the people don't have to do the, they don't have to get on board. They don't have to buy in. They don't have to share their thoughts and ideas and synergize with the leader. They don't have to do any of that. They make the leader look like a fool all week. And a lot of them do. And what I mean, a lot of leaders of lean events look like fools all week because they can't accomplish nothing. It's a boring event. People sitting there with their arms crossed, they're rolling their eyes. They're not engaged. They're frustrated. They're irritated. Every break, they're talking about the, the leader of the lean event. And uh, once the lean event's over, they go out and moan and groan about it. Any improvements they made, most of the time, they go back to revert back to the way it used to be. So I want to I share with you, you know, leadership. What I figured out in 2008 is leadership is the missing link in most lean initiatives. Leadership is the missing link in most lean initiatives. So what I figured out how to do in 2008, once I discovered this, is I figured out how to prime the pump. And if you, know, if you don't know what I'm talking about, priming the pump, uh, when you put a lot of pumps, when you're pumping water, you have to put some water in there to get it ready to pump. If you don't prime the pump with water before you start operating it, it's not going to pump water. Some pumps will automatically pump water, but some pumps you have to prime them. That's where I, I get that term, prime the pump. So, so in 2008, I had been leading lean teams internally in the organizations where I worked for, for three years. We had been highly successful. We took our organization from minus 3% gross profit part, margin to plus 35% gross profit margin. So I had been a highly effective leader of these lean teams, but I didn't know what I'm about to teach you now. But I learned this when I resigned in 2008 after 20 years in manufacturing companies and I started my own lean manufacturing consulting business. Coincidentally, in that, in that, in that gap between me working for a company and me having clients, I discovered leadership. I'd never been taught it. You've heard me say before, if you listen enough, during those 20 years, no leader ever invested one penny or one minute teaching me 
or exposing me to the kind of content I speak about and write about. But in 2005, a frontline factory uh, quality technician, entry-level worker, took my iPod, put some music on it. When they brought it back to me, when, when Zach brought it back to me, he said, hey, man, I put a business book on there for you. Yes, he thought I was a big dog since I was a manager reporting to the plant manager. Basically, you know, one of, one of six or seven who was kind of second in line from the plant manager. And uh, he said, I put this business book on there for you. I said, what is it? He said, seven habits of highly effective people. I said, is it any good? He said, I don't know. I ain't never listened to it. And he said, but my friend's dad said it was really good. Thought you might like it. So I didn't listen to it for three years. But after I resigned, I'm driving around actually looking for lean clients, looking for people who might want some support or help from me. I had my iPod plugged into my stereo and it was showing me on the screen what was playing. You've probably heard this story before, but maybe you haven't heard it in the context that I teach it in this lean book and the teach that I'm teaching you in this chapter relative to priming the pump, meaning priming your lean team for success. That's what this chapter is about. That's what this book is about. But anyway, a man starts talking. I'm playing my music. A man starts talking. I look at the screen and it said seven habits of highly effective people. This was three years later in 2008. I hadn't listened to it. But I remember Zach said it was a business book. And now I obviously knew I was starting my own business. Maybe I ought to listen to it. So I let it play. And ultimately, I discovered and figured out it was a one-hour audio highlight of the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective book. It was not the whole book. And actually, if I would have got the whole book, which was probably 12 or 13 hours on audio, I may have never listened to it. But because it was just a highlight, basically the, uh, the outline of the key points, it got my attention and it kept my attention. And so it made a lot of sense to me. I'd never heard anything like that. And I probably listened to that one hour audio a thousand times in my life. And later I figured out there was a book. And you know that story. If you've been listening to me, I've been reading or listening to audio or watching videos on personal growth and leadership development every day since 2008. Every day since that day, I just described to you. But what happened was the very next time that I got an opportunity to lead a Kaizen event, when I got my first client, I started teaching the seven habits. And I remember asking, it was a, I remember asking that group, that team, I said, hey, I want to play a one-hour audio for you guys. I want y'all to be the guinea pig. I want you to listen to this and let me know if I need to share it with all the teams in the future or if I never need to share it again. It's just something I'm interested in and you may not be interested in. And, and I was trying to figure out. And the reason I did that <clears throat> was because as I started listening to that audio, the very first time I ever heard it, within just a couple of minutes, Dr. Covey on that audio said, if you truly want to learn this material, you've got to start teaching it to others within 24 to 48 hours. Now, I heard it, but I didn't really, it didn't really grab me the very first time I heard it. But as soon as I got listening to, through listening to that one-hour audio, I listened to it again and again and again and again. All the time I was driving, and I drove a lot, and I was listening to that thing over and over until I discovered there was a lot more stuff to learn about besides just that one-hour audio. But when I first discovered it, I thought that's the only thing out there. I didn't know there was all the other kind of books and audios and that this man had written a book by the same title, that he had multiple books on different subjects related to leadership. 
But anyway, the folks liked it. They said, you ought to share that with every team. So that's what I started doing. And then it really led me to do it at a, at a higher level. I'm going to tell you about that in, in just a second. But that's why this stuff is important for you to go teach. Don't just listen to this audio. If you, if you get a nugget, pause it. Pull over on the side of the road if you're driving. Write it down. Write it in a notepad or write it in your phone in the notes. But capture the nuggets. Then teach it to someone else. Or just remember it. When you get to work, if you lead a team, pull up your audio, pull a team together and, and play th this podcast or whichever podcast you were listening to where you got something out of. Share it with the folks and then talk about it. I've got, I've got you know, nearly 250 episodes already recorded podcasts. Someone could use that. Wouldn't cost them a penny. Could go through and find lessons that they like and want to teach their team. They could gather the team around, hit play on audio, and then talk about it. That is leadership development. You don't have to go to a conference and pay thousands and thousands of dollars to send your team off for leadership development once a year. You can do it once a week, once a day. And it don't have to be my stuff. It could be anybody's stuff. I got videos. I got a lot of three-minute videos for that purpose. I got, I got a 30-part a, a video series, three-minute videos per chapter on this book on Blue Collar Leadership, Leading from the Front Lines, on my supervision book for the leaders, my culture book, my teamwork book, all that stuff. So you can actually go prime the pump. You could play these, especially the videos, you could play it each day during a lean event, give you something to do. You could start the day off with a video, end the day with a video, or listen to one of these podcasts. You know, not maybe this one, but maybe this one, but a different one, doesn't matter. <clears throat> but what I discovered is, Leadership is the foundation for respect for the people, just as the lean tools are the foundation for continuous improvement. So respect for the people is the foundation for creating and sustaining a culture of continuous improvement. So think about that. Respect for the people is the foundation for developing, creating, and sustaining a culture of continuous improvement. But leadership development is the foundation for respect for people. So ultimately, leadership development is the foundation for creating and sustaining a culture of continuous improvement. But until you learn the language of leadership, you can't teach the principles of leadership. And it goes back to what I learned from Dr. Covey. If you truly want to learn leadership, whatever you're learning about it, you got to start teaching it to somebody else within 24 to 48 hours. It's not just that you need to learn it for yourself. I see far too many leaders, they'll have a bookshelf like mine and, and it'd be full of books that they've read, but they don't teach it to nobody because they're focused on growing and developing themselves. They're focused on their success. And, and that's, a, that's a much lower level of leadership than being focused on helping other people become successful with the knowledge that you've acquired. That's high impact leadership. That's really moving from, Success is about me. Significance is about we. Significance is about me helping you become successful. That's what I'm talking about. You can prime the pump. You can become a high-impact leader. These people on these lean teams or any team, they're going to respect you. They're going to want to follow you. They're going to feel valued by you. And if you are leading a lean team, you're going to get ridiculous results because you're going to achieve buy-in quickly. So prime the pump. 
I'm talking about your lean team now specifically, but prime the pump by adopting what I call the, the 2080 rule, not the 80 20 rule that everybody's familiar with. You know, I'm talking about the 2080 rule for your lean event relative to leadership development and, and teaching the lean tools and, and doing the real work to improve the process. What I'm talking about though is 20% of the time should be dedicated to respect for the people and 80% dedicated to continuous improvement. And what I'm talking about is the time during a lean event. And let's use what I use in this book. And most of my lean events that I ever did were five-day events. Start on Monday morning, you end on Friday afternoon. So what does that look like? As soon as people said they liked the leadership content, personal growth and development content, I was the consultant. All I had to do was get results. That's what I had to do to deliver was get results. And I didn't have a problem doing that. I done that very well before I even started priming the pump. Because what I used to do instead of prime the pump, I just come in and start talking about process improvement, eliminating the waste, talking about the lean tools, teaching about the lean tools. But once I discovered this and I, I, I discovered the principle I'm talking to you about now, priming the pump, I started doing this 2080 deal, 2080 rule. What that means, Monday morning, the first four hours are dedicated to personal growth and leadership development. Four hours on Monday morning. Then I shift, you know, I've, I've primed the pump. I didn't come in talking about process improvement and waste. I talk, start, started talking about people, how to help these people have a better life at work and at home. And I helped them understand how the principles that I was teaching them applied both at work and at home. So they were buying in right off the bat. They were already buying into me because I was teaching them some stuff that would help them think at a higher level. And it was all common sense stuff. That's why I write all my books. Simple. They're 30 chapters. Most of them, 30 chapters, three pages each. It's easy for teams to digest, to do book studies on. It's easy for people to read. If they're just reading it by themselves, they can easily read a chapter a day. It takes six or seven minutes. In 30 days, in a month, they've read an entire book. So I would teach four hours. Priming the pump. I'd spend, invest four hours priming the pump on Monday morning. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I would spend an hour. So that's eight hours out of 40. 20%. 20% of the week. Give them a heavy dose on Monday to get them ready, to get them thinking right, to get them ready to embrace change, to be proactive, to share ideas, to listen to others, to begin with the end in mind, going back to the seven habits, putting first things first, thinking win-win, seek first to understand and be understood. Those seven habits that I had learned and I would start teaching, I'd teach the habit, but then I'd tell what it meant to me and I'd help them understand what it meant to them. So I was kind of interpreting those seven habits because back then I hadn't written my own books. But I was able to, to influence the leaders of these companies to buy everybody books, to buy the audios of the seven habits, to buy the, 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 the videos and all that stuff. And we would play them or we'd listen to them. And, and I would help them interpret what did that really mean. And I would help them understand it by sharing a story where I had applied it in my life or where I didn't apply it and I got the opposite effect, the bad effect. But after I started learning it, I was, had a lot of success stories to share. So, 
you know, a lot of people today hear me talk about the seven habits and then they'll go buy the book and then they'll tell me, man, that thing makes my head hurt. I ain't reading that book. And I say, you ain't got to read that book. Read my books. I teach the same principles. I word them a different way. If I do talk about the habit, I give Dr. Covey the credit, but I don't teach everything that's in his book. I teach the principle. Just like begin with the end in mind. That's habit one. I can tell you that habit, begin with the end in mind, and I could talk to you for eight hours about how I have actually applied that habit, begin with the end in mind. I applied it when I wrote this book. I'm applying it when I'm doing this podcast episode. I'm applying it when I prime the pump. I'm beginning with the end in mind. I want to have a successful week, a successful team that values each other, that values me, that wants to get results, that wants to accept responsibility, that wants to work together. All that's beginning with the end in mind. I could tell you stories probably for weeks. And I don't have to teach you whatever he wrote in the book. I'm going to teach you the principle. Begin with the end in mind. I'm going to give Dr. Covey credit. And then I'm going to teach you out of my life. But anyway, that's what I did. And I did it for, for from 2008 to 2012 until I resigned. And, and now I started writing and speaking. And I do that full time. Basically, I focus on priming the pump for everybody. I don't always teach this lesson, but when I go and I teach and speak on leadership in any company at any level for any reason, what I'm doing is priming the pump. I'm preparing their team for their dream. That's what any leader should be doing, not just on a Kaizen event week. I'm just teaching you that in the context of this book. If you are a lean leader, use it, prime the pump. You're going to go fast. You're not going to go slow. You're going to start out slow because you're doing this kind of stuff. But because you do this, you're going to go fast. There's not going to be hardly any resistance, if any resistance. And even if there is resistance, you've already built a team of people who are attracted to you, who are willing to follow you, who are going to help you get rid of the resistance or overcome the resistance. And basically what I discovered when I started doing this, it removed 99% of the resistance on day one. I already had a team. After those first four hours, we were a, a, a completely different kind of team than the teams that I used to have when all I did was come in and start talking about the lean tools. So that's what I want you to know out of this lesson is prime the pump. And that means prepare the people mentally to work together, to be responsible, to make things happen. And there's, you know, every principle I talk about is related to priming the pump. But here in this chapter, I'm teaching you that principle and how to use it. Remember the 2080 rule, 20% of your lean event. If you're going to do an eight-hour event, spend two hours opening, opening two hours of that event on personal growth and leadership development. If you don't know what to do, use my podcast. Use my videos. I got my books are on audio, most of them. Get those and play them. Pause it and talk about it. Don't just play it for two hours. Play it for a minute or two. When something good comes up, hit pause. Talk about it. Or if you're watching a video, play it till I or somebody else, or whoever you're watching, says something interesting. Then pause it and talk about it. Then hit play. Something else interesting pops up. Pause it and talk about it with the team. Not just your opinion. You can give your opinion, and you should. But also ask for their opinion. Get them engaged. That's literally how I started doing it. With that one-hour audio, the first time I hit play and let it play for an hour, ask them what they thought. 
Second time I hit play, it might have played only for a minute or two. If I had to guess, it played until Dr. Covey taught that principle about if you truly want to learn this content, you got to teach it within 24 to 48 hours. That because that comes pretty quick within the first few minutes. Probably the second time I played that audio, after he said that, I probably hit pause and I explained to him that that's why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. I'm actually applying that principle. I'm teaching it to you. And, I'm, and then I would tell them, if you truly want to learn this content, if you get something out of this, you need to go home. You need to write down a note. You need to go home, talk about it to somebody at home. Talk about it to somebody here at work. Write it down on a post-it note and stick it on your computer or on your wall or on your toolbox or in your, on your truck window, on the dash, wherever you want to put it. And then start teaching it and sharing it to other people. And then I hit play and let it go on some more. But eventually, I got where I'd hit play about every 15 or 20 seconds, and I'd talk for 20 minutes and ask questions for 20 minutes. Because I was learning a lot, and I was getting a lot of good results. So I'm going to leave you with a quote today by John C. Maxwell. John says this. Pretty powerful quote. Leaders who navigate do even more than control the direction in which they and their people travel. They see the whole trip in their minds before they leave the dock. They have a vision for their destination. They understand what it will take to get there. They know who they'll need on the team to be successful. And they recognize the obstacles long before they appear on the horizon. That's a great, a, a great uh, not a great, that was a little cheap entertainment for you. But that was a great quote by John. And really what he's saying right there is habit two of the seven habits. Begin with the end in mind. I mean, he's got a sentence in there that says, they see the whole trip in their minds before they leave the dock. In other words, they're beginning with the end in mind. There's a, there's a million ways to convey one principle. Tell stories about it. A lot of ways to teach it. You're already prepared to teach this stuff if you're willing to just share your story. Find a principle or a nugget, share a story. That's all you got to do to teach something. You ain't got to be an expert. You ain't got to be a wizard. You don't have to have a college degree. All you got to do is know a principle and share a story about how you applied it and got the result that the principle will deliver or how you got it wrong, which is really a very powerful way to teach is from our mistakes and how you did the opposite of the principle and you actually got the opposite result. So hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Talk to you next time. Make it happen or someone else will. It might as well be you. Are you serious about taking your career and your life to the next level and beyond? Check out Max Story's Blue Connor Leadership Series books and others now available on audio along with paperback and eBooks at Amazon, iTunes, and Audible. Please visit bluecollarleadership.com to learn about Max books, programs, special offers, certifications, and more. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Leadership Podcast.